this yeah it's a wild conversation yeah this is a weekly conversation between jp kamara and steve carroll where we we discuss life's questions more or less (laughs) and then we spoil some movies sometimes this week though i think could be a very special episode yeah, um, me too. I think that. I just, before we begin talking about things, I just want to make sure, listener, dear listener, neither one of us are financial professionals and we are not fiduciarily responsible fiduciary. for any decisions <laughs> you decide Italian? to make as a result of listening to this podcast. We're yeah. not offering advice. Nope. Uh, in any way, just uh, you've always known that. <laughs> <laughs> now we're, we're, we're coming right out. You. We're just coming right out and saying it. But uh, maybe today we're going to talk about. The green stuff. mentioned earlier you were up really late last night what on earth could you have been working on uh i wasn't up late i went to bed at a normal time mm. but i woke up oh and couldn't stop thinking about a particular thing this is how i am sometimes like when i get when something gets trapped in my noggin mm. it's just what i think about all the time and if i if I make the mistake, like if I drink a ton of water before I go to bed and then I wake up and I have to pee or something like, well, too bad. Now you're thinking about this thing and you're probably not going to go to sleep again for like three hours. Wow. So I got like five hours of sleep last night. Oh. This time I was thinking about cashback rewards. Wait, cashback rewards? <laughs> yeah. Like credit card cashback rewards. That's right. That's interesting. Like, okay. Well, so. <laughs> what what led to this cashback reward? I'm I'm curious about the backstory here. So you you weren't just like waking up thinking about like oh cashback rewards. Like, My entire life since I've been 16, um, there's been a ghost. Okay, and he is entirely made of cashback rewards, and I've been trying to hmm. exercise him from my home. Uh, and this is the only way I can do it because he's very overweight. He is. Yeah. And, and the I, more you exercise him, the more likely he, it is that he'll leave because he doesn't enjoy exercise. <laughs> no, I started, uh, I started finally getting like real into budgeting Ooh. in the last month and a half. And cashback rewards are a part of this healthy financial picture for you. They are because. What? Well, yeah. So like you only have so many dollars, right? Hey, we yeah. all only have so many dollars. Right? Yeah. You spend money, you make more. That's how it works. Uh, that's not how normally it works. <laughs> I don't know. You spend money and money just comes back to you. That's like if you love it, you let it go. Yeah. If it loves you in return, it, it comes, comes back. back. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, what's what's the cat? The cat came back the very next day. The cat came back and it wouldn't go away. That one. Yeah. yeah. And then you rub your snots on the cat's back. And the cat he comes it back and it gets real loves fat. You. <laughs> Because <laughs> he loves you. Because he loves you. That's <laughs> called harmonizing, folks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, no, I mean, like, I, you know, when you do budgeting, what I consider to be right now, anyway. Mm. Um, obviously, there's different formats of budgeting, but uh, there are some schools of thought that think budgeting should be, you only, you don't forecast, like, how much money you're going to make the next month and allocate all your money. You allocate the money you have today. Yeah, which 
totally makes sense that you wouldn't be spending money or using money that you don't have. Right. And I I mean, I don't know that all of them, when you forecast necessarily say like, spend the money you don't have, but like you're, you have too much of a like vague picture of what your money's could do in the next month versus like, I have this much money. Here's all the things I'm going to do with it. You allocate that. And, uh, and so like you have, you have a certain amount of income you can make. Mm. And, (laughs) uh, I don't know. It just got me thinking about the ways that I could take the money I'm already receiving and spending and squeeze some more money out of that money. Yeah. Makes sense. And it's a pretty low risk way. Well, I think it's, it's actually very high risk if you don't budget. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess if you're forecasting money and then putting that money on a credit card and you lose your job, you've got, you know, I don't know how much you spend in a month, but let's just pretend, you know, it's a couple thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Like then you've got a couple thousand dollars in debt that you didn't have before that you might not have in your bank account. Well, I think the other problem probably with forecasting too, is that you can say like, Oh, these are the things I'm going to spend money on. And you spend money on like the wrong things up front. You don't spend money on the important things. And then later on in the month, something unexpected comes up. And if you didn't allocate your money to the most important things first, now you don't have enough money for those and you have to put mm-hmm. things on credit. So you don't even have to lose your job to screw up hmm. how you're spending money with forecasting. That's true. Because if you if you budget and you take the money you have today and you put it towards the most important things first, you're always you're always good for the most important stuff. Sure. And then you can also potentially like accumulate over time and whatever. Yeah. Um but with the the cash back, you yes. figured, hey, there's there's this money I'm already spending. Yeah, basically I felt like I was leaving money on the table. Like if you're already budgeting, you're giving every dollar a job and you're mm-hmm only going to put money onto a credit card that you have money to pay off yep. at that point. Uh, you're leaving money on the table by not using a cashback reward or some kind of reward. But I, to me, sure. cashback is just the easiest thing to understand. Yeah. And if you figure out the right combination of things, that's when I started going down this money hole <laughs> full of money, the money hole. Yeah, now, is, really it, are, is it coins in the money hole or is it dollars? Like, are you, or is this a substantial percentage that you're potentially racking up as a result of doing the scheme? That's the goal. It does sound like a scheme, doesn't it? Oh. And you can do it too. Just give me your money and then I'll spend it on my credit card. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like there, there's all different groups of people that do different types of credit card hacking, mm-hmm. but the most, I mean, the most known one up until a few years ago, I think was travel credit card hacking people figuring yeah. out opening up a bunch of credit cards getting huge bonus rewards not using that credit card anymore opening up more getting more bonus rewards and then eventually you know utilizing them all in a certain way to get like for instance uh there's a guy i follow who got a he and his wife both got southwest companion passes mm. so basically for two years they wow. just can fly like anywhere for free on southwest that's amazing yeah and they did it by opening up a bunch of different travel cards and mm. using them in strategic ways and using them during certain time frames when they got the most points and, and doing that kind of stuff. And that's a pretty well-known thing to do. seems a little scary to me. And like you also, not scary, but just like a lot of work to coordinate. Yeah. And you got to fly a lot. And you have to fly a lot to make it really worth it. Uh, yeah. And if you don't know, you're going to do it. So like cash back, the rewards aren't as like huge necessarily or huge looking, but they're also mm. just more... Uh, understandable yeah and if you i mean if you take back you take advantage of six percent and five percent three percent two percent and you're basically never doing one percent you can make pretty good money because hmm. i think i mean one percent and one point five percent are kind of like meh one percent is almost nothing one point five percent is like fine 
but 2% and up is when you start really seeing it pay off. Especially like I was comparing different cars. Like, I mean, I had this, I have this whole spreadsheet. Like, so I don't, I don't forecast my budget anymore, but I do like keep a spreadsheet where I kind of forecast things like where things could go. And I was using that to like figure out what points I could get. And so what I noticed was like, there were two cards I was looking at one as my baseline spending for everything. So there were multiple cards with like very high rewards, five and 6%. And then there were cards that were like 1.5 or 2% and they Mm. had different benefits. But what I noticed was over the course of a year, the card that was 2% just like pulled way ahead. Wow. You know, because that, I mean, that 0.5% makes a big difference over a large enough amount of spending and a large enough uh, period of time. So by the end of the year, it was, it had, you know, like 30% more or something like that. And so it was kind of like, okay, whatever other benefits the other card has, this just has like a cold, cold, hard cash benefit. Sure. But anyway, it's not that interesting to talk about. No, it's pretty cool. So what's the material, like, is it uh, refunds on your credit card statement or is it an actual, do they like send you like gift cards? It all depends on the card cash cards or whatever. It, okay. dep- it depends on the, the card and the provider. Um, I think two of my cards. So I, <laughs> in the end I opened up three cards, three, I thought you had between four. Nicole and I, okay. Uh, I opened up three. There's a fourth one I'm considering getting Yes, mostly as a benefit to foreign travel because okay. none of the cards I opened up oh, have right. a lack of, like ha- all of them have uh, foreign fees, right? Which didn't like the fact that they have foreign fees didn't outweigh the benefits of them. But it was kind of like if I can open that fourth card, it gets pretty good benefits. It's one of those one point five percent cards, and when I travel overseas, I don't get any transaction fees and I get points. That's pretty good. Yeah. But right now, I just didn't need it, and it felt something felt wrong about <laughs> opening up so many cards at the same time. Especially if you're not using them. It's like that one, I wouldn't use at all. Right. Yeah. So like if I had like, a, if it was like, okay, you know what? We're going to Iceland again in two months and it's going to cost us like right. a few grand or something to do that. Uh, so we're going to take that out of our, our vacation fund and our budget. So we have the money for it, but we're going to get hit with a bunch of fees. Yeah. Um, and the points we make, will will be more than the fees we will be less than the fees we get so like we'll still end up losing a little bit of money right. so why not make money and not have fees that's true um but the i mean the funny thing is i, I think you're you know like when i go to the the doctor i tend to forget my health insurance stuff mm. you know when i go to the vet i tend to forget my cat and you know <laughs> traveling abroad i would probably forget my travel abroad credit card that would be so sad yeah i'm gonna have all my credit cards with me in, in like your giant George Costanza wallet? That's, no, I mean, I'm not even going to have my, I probably won't have even have my debit card with me anymore. Terrible back problems. <laughs> he put it on his butt. I don't put my wallet on my butt. Where do you put your wallet? You put a fanny pack? I'll never tell. You got a front pack? I put it in my front pocket. Nicole hates it because it makes my pockets bulge. Yeah, you got two bulgy pockets in the front. Yeah. Plus the keys. Where do you put your keys? In the front? I put them on a desk on a desk so I don't really carry them around with me all right so if we were walking around new york city and you got your your keys i'd be like find me the nearest desk take i them, put my keys on you're this gonna bad take boy. Them you're just gonna put them on a desk and walk away well i'm in new york city yeah. i'm probably parking my car somewhere i'm probably not driving it around i'm probably taking the subway or something okay and but then, you're not gonna leave your keys in the car keys in the hotel or wherever i am we're just going for a day trip 
Well, then I'm going to probably just swallow them and I'm going to poop them out later. Wow. Later. I'm very regular. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a very fast digester. I don't know how long it takes for food to go through you, to be honest with you, but I'd imagine it's 12 hours. Probably you can't swallow keys in the morning and get them back at night. You probably can't even swallow keys because if you can, yes, that's some esophagus you got there. Yeah. And Yeah, I mean, I've got uh, I've got cards that have rewards, um, but your investigation into this is really making me see that there's a there's a much larger and plentiful landscape than there was. Oh yeah, uh, from my understanding, like a few even just a few years ago, there wasn't even nearly the same rewards as you can get now. A lot yeah. of different like smaller players are coming into it now too, people who weren't really on the scene because there's some big players. Yeah, um, but there's some smaller ones now that are doing pretty good as well. That's pretty crazy. So I'm, I, I mean, tickle me interested. Tickle me interested. <laughs> the new hit toy. Yeah. Tickle me interested. That's I'm, it. I'm uninterested right now. Tickle me. I'm so interested. <laughs> Tell me more. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I'm, I'm tickled. I think, uh, I think that's, that's, that's a good idea. It's a lot of good sites out there. Yeah. I mean, so, I, I did, a, I've done a lot of reading through a bunch of different sites. Nerd Wallet, obviously, is some of the better. So is NerdWallet like the resource to go to if you're interested in this topic? NerdWallet's good. The Points Guy is pretty good. What's his name? Uh, Mr. Call points. They call him First the Points name, Guy? The Point. How do, you get, how do you get to his site? What do I have to search for to go to, to get to the Point Guy site? Um, you take a left at... Is it in the Yahoo <laughs> site index? Yeah, Can I is. get to it through the site? Okay, so what do I go? I go to categories, finance? Yeah. Finance, credit card hacks? Nope. Credit cards. Finance. Credit cards. cards. Then inside of their hacks. Hacks or. Inside of their. Oh, hacks. Hacks. <clears throat> okay. Inside hacks of hacks. Or. Go to hacks or. How, how do I spell that? H A H 4. Or. H 4 X X. Dot X X X. Yeah. Go to the points guy dot X X X. Okay. Points guy dot org. Forward slash. Uh, gov. Gov. Okay. Got it. That's the one. Put that in the show notes. Uh, Boy. This episode brought to you by the Points Guy. And uh, so you got Nerd Wallet, Dough Roller. Guy and Dough, Dough Roller. Yeah. Financial Panther. <sighs> Actually, Financial Panther is. I think you're making these up at this point. It sounds like it, right? Yep. Uh, Financial Panther actually didn't. It didn't really have much information about mm. cash rewards. But a lot of these sites, it's funny because a lot of them, they'll be like, these are our reviews of these. Also, we are partially funded by these companies. And so mm-hmm. yeah, you definitely have to read a lot of them. But um I feel like I came out on top. Yeah. I mean, if I if I use these cards the way they want you to use the cards, which is like I don't even need to buy these things, but there's rewards, then mm-hmm. it's a total waste of your money. Like I'm only yeah. going to spend it on things that I actually need to spend it on. Right. Um, but it's great if you're doing it on that stuff. And so, okay, so you've you've got all these credit cards. You're going to start Gross. racking up debt on. <laughs> you just hit your head gonna, on the yeah, microphone. I'm have, uh, yeah, I'm going for crippling debt. So how do you? I, I guess how? What's what? Do you have like a tool that you use to manage your your stuff? Is there like a methodology that you're following to like do all this? For my budget, yeah. Like, well, yeah, how well, do like, you decide well, that you need people, a budget? I think when people the people need to understand that that they need a budget. But how do you get to the point where you know that you need a budget? Would you say that I need a budget? Yes. What do I need? You need a budget. Oh. If only there was a tool exactly by that name, and you took the four words, and you took the letters off the beginning of those words. So hold up. 
the tool, there's a tool called you need a budget. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, you need funny. a budget. You need a budget. I, well, I might. Oh, but who's what on if, first? What if I already have a budget? Uh, it probably sucks. Well, I need a budget. You do. I, I need, you need a budget. You do. I nab. I N A B. I need a budget. I need a budget. <laughs> I nab. Uh, and then for uh, large groups of people, it's TNAB. TNAB. They need a budget. Teams need a budget. Teams need a budget. Teams. Yeah, there's that great tool. Budgeting I mean, that teams. you told me about a long time ago. Yes, it did. And I did not use correctly for no, a very long you did time. Not. But that's okay. Yeah, I'm okay. You know, not everyone is, a, you know. Not everyone reads all the blog posts and all those things. And when they send you emails like, here's how you should use our tool. Some people delete those emails. Okay, so here's the deal. When, when I first picked up that tool and started using it, I was making minimum wage. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I had been using this, this thing called mint.com, which I don't even know if it's around anymore. What? Yeah. Mint.com. Yeah. I used that for a long time actually. Yeah. And so like it, you know, it's a good, it was a decent like financial forecasting tool or tracking tool, but it, it didn't actually cause any budgeting. It was more like, this is where my money's going and yay. Um, and, I and they had, they had goals in there, but they were totally whacked out because you could yeah. basically like, you, you never have, had to hit them. Well, and <clears throat> the other thing was, what's that? You never, you never really had to hit those goals and it was always after the fact. Yeah. And well, I mean, my main problem with it was you could only have, you could have one goal per account you had synced. Yeah. And so like, we would point it at, you know, like buy a home just because, yeah, well, and, and you would have exactly like that kind of thing or like yeah. something much smaller. So like, buy a let's car. say in your, your bank account, you Go keep smaller, <laughs> buy <laughs> a toaster, smaller, uh, buy a, buy a pencil, a pair. Well, the problem is actually the smaller you got, the worse it was huh. because if you, you know, let's say you have a given account, let's say in your checking account, you keep some kind of buffer in there. Ah, uh, yeah. And so like, let's say you have $2,000 in your bank account yeah. and you're like, oh, I need to save up for uh i don't know some car maintenance or something sure and it's gonna cost me 600 bucks they would go your goal's funded yay no, spend it it's not like this money is for other stuff this money for is for my bills and these other things right uh and it would just always say so you would have to the only way for it to work was you'd have to open another account specific and just put the money into it stupid it was stupid yeah, yeah it was useless and, and you're right like it would it it just told you what you were doing and it would like they're like oh it auto categorizes for you because it would just take in your transaction log it would auto categorize things which was like kind of correct but kind of not uh yeah the part of the best thing it was good at was just like giving you a somewhat of a sense of your net worth yeah other than that it wasn't very good and so I yeah mean, people love it though i don't understand I it at all don't yeah i don't i don't see i mean so Anyway, so kind of like moving on from that, I was, you know, making minimum wage, trying to figure out like how to stop living paycheck to paycheck, or yeah. at least to have like a handle on my money. Um, you know, like I, uh, I was working at Guitar Center at the time, and so I got a discount there, and so I'd have money in my bank account mm. that I'd receive at the start of the month, and then, uh, you know, less money as the month went on, right. <laughs> usually because almost immediately after getting money, I would buy gear. Right, like you with, get discounts there, and so you're like, yes. "Oh wow, I'm getting this gear for so cheap." I still need money, though. Yeah, I need money. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'd basically pay my rent, buy guitar gear, and then eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for the rest of the month <laughs> until I get paid again. Right. Um, so you know, I was trying to figure out like a way of basically getting a better handle on finances, and I was mm. reading uh, this blog, uh, Kotki, Kotki.org. He was uh, the one who showed you why not. He had a. Uh, 
advertisement on there. Just small little advertisement. So he didn't even, he probably doesn't even, well, maybe he does or doesn't, but he's never like talked about using it. No. Uh, yeah. It was just there as an ad and it just said, you need a budget. You know, it's like, was, like simple, simple budgeting yeah. tool or something along those lines. And right. so I clicked it, I kind of read about it and I was like, huh, this, this makes sense. Like, you know, basic principles of what they call zero sum budgeting, which is like, basically you budget money you already have. Mm. Um, you don't forecast in the future, the money you might make. Yeah. It's about actually, you know, planning with your, what you currently have. And so, you know, one of their, maybe you don't know, <laughs> one of their first principles was basically to get, um, to get out a month ahead yeah. of your Age finances. Your yeah. yeah. Basically like, you know, if, if you make a hundred dollars a month, like, the goal is to have a hundred dollars to start with in your mm. bank account and then use that to budget for like, if you make a hundred dollars in June, use that hundred dollars you made in June to budget for July. Right. And it, it takes some time when you're not, you know, making much money, AKA me, I'm minimum wage. Yeah. Um, it takes some time actually to get to the point to where you're a month ahead. Mm. But once you do, you're actually able to like to have more security because like you know you've got this little like life buffer there plus you're you know you're you're working with what you have rather than something abstract about what you might have mm. and you know a, a job like guitar center when i had a commission check mm. it's like some months that commission check would be really great and then other months it would be like average right and so for the the big months when i had a really big month that big month you know, went to next month. Yeah. It pushed your budget forward. Yeah. Yeah. It, aged, so, it made the age of your money. Yeah. And I, I didn't like, even though my income was predictable, I didn't have to live kind of this like month to month unpredictability of not knowing what I was going to make and not being able to budget for the next month. Cause I didn't know. Right. Um, so it kind of, I don't know, it kind of, kind of changed, changed the game there. Uh, and you know, one of the other principles that was really foundational for me, there's really only two that I remember was that like, you know, get a month ahead but the second was every dollar has a job yeah it's this idea that you don't have just like nebulous money floating around it's like you have a purpose and a plan for every dollar that you make yeah and i mean lots of people talk about that hmm. you know i don't i don't want to derail if you want to keep no going. no no that's that's those are those are my only two kind of takeaways yeah no and that's awesome i never actually knew how you got started with it i didn't yeah, realize it was that far back random advertisement like that's funny. seven or eight years ago yeah and yeah. you probably used like their old school like desktop software oh yeah. Right? yeah before they had a mobile app before they had any syncing like manually you, like, entering manually, stuff in you manually entered all of it you didn't like import your bank transactions or anything like that you know i might have done that because i'm kind of a tech weenie yeah yeah <laughs> uh but yeah i mean there, there's lots of people throughout the years i've heard people talk about how when you pay attention to your money, you get more out of it. Yeah. And I never, I, I mean, I think that's always been my problem. It's like, I've made enough money to not have to like pay attention to all of it. Mm. But because of that, I, I've wasted so much money in my life, mm. you know? And I mean, they, there were definitely points, where, you know, like, obviously like you hopefully make more over time. And so like, but you always, as you make more, if you're not paying attention to it, you're just wasting the new money you make. Yep. Um, and it's amazing even just in, I mean, less than two months of like really doing this effectively and like really paying attention to my money and giving every dollar a job, just how much extra money ends up being around because yeah. you're just 
it doesn't even fully make sense because it doesn't feel like I've even changed that much, mm-hmm. but I do have more. Yeah. Uh, and I, obviously there's like a subtle change in the fact that you're like, pay, when you pay attention to something, it does change it. Like, you know, observation of something has an effect on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess that's just part of it, but I don't know. I like, I've always heard people say that, but I mean, one of the nice things about YNAB, I think you need a budget is that lots of people talk about how you need to budget and how you need to pay attention to it. And there's different categories you need to do, but YNAB is like really specific yeah. about the fact that you just like have a job for every dollar. Lots of other things are like, make sure you put this percentage in, into savings and this percentage in your account and this percentage, but like when it's about percentages, yeah, you, it's, it's still, things can still kind of like slip through the cracks, but with YNAB, you're at zero by the end of it. Yeah. You know, you haven't spent it yet, but you've allocated it all to things. And as you're doing that, you're kind of like, do I really want to put 75 bucks into like going out to the movie theater for that month? Cause I go right. twice, you know, and it's, and yeah. it costs that much. Or like, uh, you know what, like, is there a movie I really want to go out and see or do I watch it at home and spend five bucks on it and, yeah. you know, eat some snacks at home or something. And, and like every, they talk about that a lot is like, everybody has different priorities and it, and they, they, it's very interesting that they, the guy who founded YNAB doesn't really care what your priorities are. Yeah. There's, there's no shame to how you allocate your money, which is great. And I think naturally it almost encourages you to get to a certain point where you're like, I'm saving more money. I'm doing things I want to do. Okay. Maybe I should do this thing. And maybe I should do that thing, but they're like, figure it out on your own. You know, if you don't want to do that, that's fine. But you probably will fall into some categories of like good, finance and, yeah. and stuff like that and savings and whatever. But yeah, they're very like, there, there's another guy that I, I've followed in the past as well that influenced my way of thinking about uh, money, but didn't have like, it didn't dramatically change me like the way that, that YNAB had because mm-hmm. YNAB was so specific, but Dave Ramsey. So he's the guy, um, he had a lot of influence on people, especially in the last 20 years. He has his own podcast, his own business, yeah. he even has his own budgeting tool. Um, but he's very, who's the guy who gets, who gets all his money from Jesus. No, not at all. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> um, no, he's not like a... Have you ever heard of Dave Ramsey? He doesn't Ramsey? have more money than God? He does. definitely does not. Oh. Actually, well, I'm trying to remember the name of his major book. Like the one that I... I can tell you lots of things about it. I'm Your best life now. No. <laughs> uh, Dave Ramsey's uh, Five Ways of Killing All the Babies in Egypt. Yes. Oh, I see what you're saying now. Wait, what? Your classic... Egyptian no, references. wait a minute. Hold up. So, yeah. So, the total money makeover. Dave Ramsey's adopted brother killed an Egyptian and then had to flee. Yeah. And so, Dave Ramsey decided he would start a budget kingdom mm-hmm. with par- pyramid schemes abound and force people into slavery, making them for him. And then he didn't give him any grain to put the bricks together. Yeah. No grain, no brain. And then. Moses, Chris Moses, Dave Moses, David Moses. Everybody has David before their name. Michael, (laughs) Christopher Moses. Christopher Moses. No, David Moses comes and he turns David Ramsey's river to blood. That's right. And he's like, we haven't even talked about her ever yet. Where'd that thing come from? Now it's full of blood? Yeah. What am I supposed to do with that? And then David David Ramsey wrote a book and it was called? How to Get Blood Out of Your River. One step at a time. The Dave Ramsey book. Yeah. Bloody What's Rivers. What's um, Dave Ramsey, The Total Money Makeover, 2003, Dave Ramsey. <laughs> the Total Money Makeover. <laughs> the Total Money Makeover. Financial P.S. Revision 
Yeah. And this seems like a total scam. We could do this. Yeah, we could definitely do that. Not Just hard. make over all your money. TV shows, the, the Dave Ramsey show. Come on, the point by point show. Let's get it. <laughs> the the total money makeover is a very good mm. book, um, but it's just it, <laughs> basically what <laughs> it's more focused on paying down debt. Which I mean, Wineab is too. Sure. But, yeah, uh, but his thing is like he's very aggressive. He very much has an opinion about how you should do things. Yeah, and he also very much has an opinion about the order you should pay debt, how you should do it, how you should like stop everything else, pay all your debt, like live, you know, debt free. Well, not even living debt free, like do whatever you have to do. If it means you never see anybody and you don't live your life and you just like crush your debt for the next two years, that's all you do. Um, which just, I don't know. It's, I mean, people do it and they're successful and that's great, but I, I don't know. Maybe it's cause I'm a millennial that, uh, why not appeals to me a little more in that it's like, do it at your own pace. Like, I mean, he's like the guy who started why not is very against debt. Yes. I mean, he's paid out, like he pays off his mortgages, like he hasn't had debt in decades. Yeah. Um, I but, wonder if like paying off my mortgage faster would be a better idea. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because well, he talks in that. the book about how people like come to him and they're like, oh, like, yo, I got to get in on this, like paying off my mortgage early thing. Like what, why do you guys do that? And he's like, I don't do it for any benefit at all i just don't like having debt and it feels great to own my house that's the mm. only reason he does it wow he doesn't think it's like an a, like a good strategy actually dave ramsey thinks paying off your mortgage early is a bad idea interesting he, he thinks paying off debt is a good idea but that your mortgage because the reason he says this is because he's he's worked with tons of people in their 50s through 70s mm. who have no mortgage and no money right because they spend a lot of money uh, not really saving enough paying off their mortgage um before yeah. they needed to they put so much money into that. They didn't put any money into savings. Now they have nothing. They just have a house. So great. Right. They can sell it and get, you know, 200 grand. That's what they're going to live off the rest of their life. Where are they going to live? Yeah. Um, Whereas if they'd been able to take the amount of money that uh, the bank was collecting in interest, plus the extra that they were paying and, and took the interest yeah. portion and deposited, you know, funded that somewhere that probably would have been more valuable. In a, in, yeah. And like a money, well, not a money market necessarily, but like an index fund or something that's like moving with the market and you're making money off of it over the years. Yeah. Like you get the compound interest off of that. You're not getting a compound. I mean, you're, you're, you do save a lot of money. Obviously if you pay your mortgage off early, you can end up saving on like a $300,000 mortgage. You can end up saving something ridiculous, like a hundred thousand dollars, which is crazy. But if you also aren't saving and compounding any interest in your savings, what do you have? What's the point? Yeah. But for, I mean like, but obviously the guy who runs YNAP, like he also does a lot of saving. Like he's not, he doesn't, he could probably just pay off his mortgage right now. Yeah. I would suspect he's got all that money. Well, I mean, he's got a successful company. Like he's probably somewhere in the low millionaire range. Sure. I would hope. Hope he's a Um, low millionaire. He's, (laughs) he's always low. A thousand air. But you know, he's still paying it off within a few years or something. Cause he just likes owning his own home. Yeah. I mean, I think putting a little extra money on, I mean, putting a little extra money, you know, let's say you put a hundred extra dollars every month on yeah. your mortgage. Like you could end up paying that off like six years early just by doing that. Right. And that's not, not necessarily going to break the bank. Mm. I mean, for you, it's probably a lot earlier than that. Cause your yeah. place is a lot less, you owe a lot less on yours than I do. On well, and I have a much month. shorter mortgage already. Do you have a 15 year mortgage? Yeah. yeah. I've been thinking about refinancing, but I just haven't done it. Well, I mean, no judgment here. I don't. I mean, a 15-year mortgage saves you a lot of money. Yeah. But even on a 30-year mortgage, if you just pay extra on your principal, you can, you mm-hmm. can save a lot of money as well. Yeah. And end up 
finishing it a lot earlier. It's true. I mean, the whole reason I went with a 15 is because I knew I wouldn't have the discipline on a 30 to actually pay it at a 15 year rate. Oh, definitely not. Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't had that discipline before this point. I'm, yeah. I, I did for a while and then I kind of fell off it and you know, now I'm getting back into it. But, um, yeah, with the 15 year, you got no choice. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could refinance into it. 30. So this is real boring. Yeah. Uh, it's extremely boring. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we lost the, the point at some point here. No, uh, we started talking about mortgages. I, so I, I don't know. I, I think it's, I think it's interesting, but, uh, I, you know, the, the, I guess the, the thing that I'm wondering, you know, for most people, why do you think like most people don't budget or, or why do why do you think most people don't want to, it seems like most people don't want to actually manage their money. I mean, I, th- I think there's a ton of reasons. I mean, there's reasons I could think of for myself. Um, there's stressful. also reasons that they come up with in the book as well. But yeah, I mean, it's stressful to when you actually look at your money and realize, well, A, maybe you don't have as much money as you kind of felt like you had. Uh, yeah. You know, like you were kind of living above your means and you, and you kind of go like, oh, shoot, like, I don't. I don't really have the money to do all these things I'm doing. I'm mm. just sort of like they in YNAB, for instance, like with credit card stuff, when you pay off your balance, I'm sorry, when you pay off your statement, but you don't pay off your full balance, mm. they call that riding the float. Yep. And that's because it, it feels like you're doing the right thing. It feels like you're keeping up with your, your debt, but you're actually <laughs> like always a little bit behind. Yeah. And that can make you feel like you have the money to do what you're doing, but maybe you're spending like, 10 or 20% over what you actually make in the month. And so you're always behind. And when you actually start to budget, you know, you have to, you might have to change some things in your life and that kind of sucks. Hmm. So I think there's a lot of fear. I think a lot of people, if they don't have a good methodology for it, they don't know where to start. And so they end up falling apart really quickly. Like I started and stopped budgets tons of times in my Hmm. life because I would, I didn't, I didn't have a methodology for it. It was just like, I would be like, okay, what are my expenses? Here's how much I make in the month. Here's what I allocate. Hmm. And then I would kind of just let it go. Yeah. And it never matched. And I've seen so many people try to ma- try to manage their budgets through like a spreadsheet. Yeah. And I mean, if you're very disciplined, that can work. Yeah. If that's your mindset. The, the thing is, that usually the type of people that I see try to do this thing are not the disciplined people. No. Like they're like the people who don't, you know, it's like someone who doesn't want to spend $5 a month right. to be able to get their life organized or like, mm-hmm. well, you know, I can spend just some time setting up the spreadsheet and then I'll have a spreadsheet that does the same thing, this app or whatever this tool does. Right. It's like, well, you're kind of missing the point. Mm. Like the, the point is that like the regular discipline of this is actually what bre- like what brings you success here. Mm. It's not about like the tool itself or like the means to do it. But like, yeah, YNAB is really not about the tool. The tool right. just helps. It's well, a methodology. But you're able to bring the discipline in because the tool is perfectly suited to yeah. the task. Yeah. I, I think at least. No, you I know? agree. I mean, I think if somebody gave you a spreadsheet that was like set up to work like YNAB, you could do it in a spreadsheet, but it just it wouldn't, you probably would yeah. fall off it. And yeah. And I, I mean, like I've, I've built a spreadsheet like that, you know, use yeah. Google forms, had some scripts going on in there to mm-hmm. actually make it work like that. Not the same. Yeah. It's just not like, I mean, I wouldn't want to do it. I, I yeah, prefer to work it, in the software. Not so. the same experience. It's just, it's so, it's honestly, it's so much better to work with something that's, that's so purpose built. But yeah, I th- that, that point about like, you know, it's all budgets almost when, once you actually try to start doing it, offer this like reality check. Yeah. Um, 
And if you embrace that reality check, it's actually very freeing. Yeah. Like once you get past that hump of like you were a month behind and now you're a month ahead. Yeah. Like once you hit that, I don't, I don't know how to describe it other than to like, just use the word freedom. Right. Like it is, it is freeing to get to that point. And I think, I don't know. I think most people living within their means can get, get there, there pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's harder when you're not. Yeah. If you're <laughs> and, way overspending and if you're not willing to, you know, make the sacrifices that you need to be able to live within your means. Mm. Or unable to. Well, I, I mean, I don't want to like, I don't want to like this, you know, potentially discount people who just like aren't able to, to earn, to actually live with, within their cost yeah, of living. Of course. Yeah. But, you know, we're really talking about, you know, at least for me, like I'm talking about those, those who could, or, you know, who could try something like this and, and be effective with it. And I, I think, yeah, there, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there. I mean, the thing is like anybody could use this. Yeah. It's, it's not like if you can't, if you don't make enough money to support yourself and you're still like within your means, you just don't make enough mm-hmm. that you still couldn't va- find value in tracking your money. So at least yeah. you have a better sense of it. Um, but I could see that be discouraging maybe, but I think the majority, like most people who are getting by month to month would benefit from this and would be able to get on top of it. I think so. Yeah. And, and you it, can also, I mean, like I think that's, that's part of where my cashback reward thing is mm. like, it's you start to think of how can I add more to this, hmm. you know, and and I'm trying to do it in a way that doesn't become like my part time job. Like I don't want to make a part time job out of getting cashback rewards. I want to yeah. have it as like set it and forget it as possible. Right. Thinking about it a little bit every you know few months or uh, once a month or something is fine, but I don't want to to be like spending ten hours a month like trying to figure out how I get cashback yeah, rewards. Because if you're getting you know let's just say hypothetically you're getting two hundred dollars back a month, right. 10 hours is not a great rate no for no. uh for, i mean for that actually for, in a way for some people that would be a very good rate but you yeah. probably aren't going to get 200 dollars a month if that's a good rate i don't know yeah for that kind of extra work though i mean yeah. it's like it feels like a slog it's not something you're yeah. necessarily like oh boy i really love doing this right you know which i think doing travel awards and stuff is probably more like because how you have to coordinate all those cards and stuff Bruh. but I think it, it gets you, it starts to make you more creative. And I think that's one of the values of it is when you start to look at that money, you go, I, I want more. Yeah. Like I want to be able to work with more and I want to get ahead faster. You, you know what, where you're at. Hmm. And so you can say, what is more and how can I get there? Instead of, I don't even know where I'm at. <laughs> what's more of like, what's more of this blob of what I'm doing? I don't right. know. What do I need more? Does does more help me? If I got more, where would it go? You know, like mm. if if you don't know where your money's going right now and you get an extra five hundred dollars a month, you're not gonna know where that money goes either. It's just gonna go away. Yeah. And so what is it what does it feel like? What value do you feel like you're getting out of doing that? Yeah. Um and so I mean they talk a lot in the not to make this a book report, but in the book of What's the you book need, called? You need a budget. It's a book. The book is called You Need a Budget. Yes. The company. It's called you, you need, need a budget. budget and their app is called you need a budget so and if the you've owner's ever name is, is you need a budget you, mr you mr you need a budget yeah so I, if you've ever asked thought of or said to yourself you know i need a budget yeah i think if you've ever asked that question you are probably the type of person who would benefit from this sort of exercise definitely 
If you've never said that, this you probably still would benefit. You probably from it, but should you may not be in the say right it out loud state. and see how it feels. <laughs> see how it feels. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, whenever you get into something, whenever someone gets into something, whenever you, become, you get into something, <laughs> whenever you get into, <laughs> whenever you get into something. You I mean, did. certainly when I get into some things, I become like. There's a part of me that's like hold, tries to hold back being like a zealot about it. Mm. Like everybody needs to know about this. I need to tell everyone, but but you, everyone really does need a budget, and they, it makes you feel so much better. Are you a zealot if you tell everyone about it, or are you an evangelist? More of an evangelist. That's true. Zealot, I'd be like bashing people over the head. About that's true. It. But if yeah, I just am excited, they don't, <laughs> they don't have the same beliefs. Yeah, their blood will pour into the river of yeah. David Ramsey. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> David Ramsey's bloody river. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah i become a little bit of an evangelist whenever i get excited about something but i don't know it just it feels good yeah to be doing it the right way that's really great i'm excited for you i'm excited for me I'm looking too. forward to seeing where this goes yeah me too i'm interested in my little cashback experiment how Scheme. how my forecasting works out because i've forecasted out the next like six months and i'm yeah. interested to see what numbers i hit at that point so life goals we'll find out i, I won't say those numbers on here nope. but <laughs> not a good idea i'll say i did it but hey uh it's so hard to say goodbye bye um little little housekeeping oh by the way happy memorial day everyone happy memorial day it's so good to be at the end of may with you all now <laughs> week after week it's just squish squish we, we squish just that crush episode it. into the so uh, if you want to learn more about us and our show you can go to pointbypodcast.com and uh check and it out it's, facebook group it's pretty great got a twitter handle yeah it's all on there uh we're on itunes we're yeah. on uh google google Play, scratches google scratch store google scratch store did you see that they do Spotify now? Anyways, bye. Goodbye. <laughs>